Thank you all for tuning in to the Your Edge podcast. I'm Therese Van Ryn, Global Director of Public Relations at Zebra Technologies, and I'm excited to be joined today by Emily Cates. Emily is here to help us kick off our Women's History Month series. Emily is currently the Vice President of Professional and Learning Services for Zebra and responsible for driving services excellence and global enterprise workforce development. She and her team are also spearheading the sales enablement programs that help to accelerate business growth and transformation for both Zebra and our customers. Last year, Emily received a bronze Stevie Award, recognized as the Female Executive of the Year in the Business Services category. The Stevie Awards are the world's premier business awards, and the Stevie has become one of the business world's most coveted prizes. Thanks so much for being with us today, Emily, and congratulations on your Stevie Award. Thank you, Therese. Wonderful to be here, and I appreciate the opportunity. You bet. You bet. Emily, in a minute, I'd like to learn more about the work that garnered your recognition and discuss why advocacy for women in leadership is so important. But first, let's talk about your personal history in the technology space. I know you've had more than 20 years of experience in the industry spanning across Fortune 500 companies and several venture-based startups. How has this industry changed for women in that time? Well, Therese, women have always been in the tech industry in a variety of different functions, but I, I remember my first role as a technology recruiter for a startup company, and uh, my job at the time was to um, find the very best software engineers, and I remember going through hundreds and hundreds of resumes and only seeing one one woman uh, who had applied, and so it's, uh, we've certainly come a long way since then with many programs such as STEM, Society for Women Engineering, um, uh, all of the work that our universities and our high schools are now doing to really help encourage women to enter the industry and enter the field. And so, you know, that gives us such a, a variety of um, talent pools to now choose from. So it's very exciting to see that shift from the very beginning of how we onboard talent into our organization, but at the same time, really encouraging as we see more and more women leaders um, coming into our responsibility here at Zebra and even new women board members who are helping us lead forward uh, as we work here at Zebra. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Serving as a vice president for a 50-plus-year-old technology company with more than $4 billion in annual revenue is quite an accomplishment, Emily. Can you tell us a little bit about your career journey? Did you always want to work in technology, for example? So I grew up in North Carolina and went to school at NC State. And uh, for those of you who are familiar with the area, there are three schools kind of right right close together, North Carolina State, UNC, Chapel Hill, and Duke University. And if you go to a business uh, school in any one of those, one of the um, kind of hallmarks of graduation is if you get a chance to work inside of the Research Triangle Park, which is kind of located right in that general area. And the Research mm-hmm. Triangle Park is a business park full of pharma and technology companies. And you know, at the time, the encouragement was if you get an internship or if you get a job in the Research Triangle Park, you will be amazed. You'll have an amazing career, right? This will really kind of kickstart things. So I wasn't really ever sure what job I was going to do. All I knew was I wanted to go work inside of the Research Triangle Park. So I set mm-hmm. my sights on uh, the opportunity to be recruited by a company there. And sure enough, I uh, was able to um, secure my first job um, as that recruiter in a software technology startup uh, recruiter that quickly turned into more of an HR generalist. 
So I have 16 years of human resources experience and um, three startup companies in the software technology space and uh, one early stage uh, wireless telecom here in Canada. It's now become the fourth largest. Uh, very proud to have been on the early day ground of helping to launch that company. But one of those mm -hmm. early stage software companies was acquired by Motorola um, and still in my human resources capacity as I joined into Motorola, um, had the opportunity to take on head of learning, uh, employee learning for the organization. And that was really an opportunity for me to move more from an HR generalist into an HR specialist, really focusing on talent development, organizational design, and learning. And then as Zebra started to acquire the Motorola Enterprise business, Teresa, I, I remember it like it was yesterday. Uh, I sat down with the head of the to be head of services for the new Zebra. And as we mm -hmm. sat down and um, realized that the learning organization that would be transitioning from Motorola over to Zebra would report into services because we delivered um, service value for our customers and our partners. So it made sense to um, uh, position the function inside of the service business. But that service leader sat down and said, well, you know, um, I'm going to be leading a very large and significant transformation. There's lots to build in our service space. Would you be open to uh, being my chief of staff? And I, I remember kind of sitting there at that very moment thinking to myself, myself, this is it, right? This is one of those career pivotal moments that, that you hear <laughs> stories about and it's happening. You know, I, I uh -huh. thought I was on the trajectory for, for this HR career and now I have this chance to help lead services. And so, of course, I said yes, but at the same time, I was sitting there thinking, okay, I need to go figure out what a chief of staff role does and how to be a great one and how to help lead services. And so from that point forward, you know, it's really been a transformation uh, for me personally, right, to go through that journey and kind of shift careers. But if you think about really at the heart of what human resources is about, it's about leveraging workforce capability to deliver business results. And services is such a people business. It's exactly the same thing. How do we leverage the talent and the workforce capability that we have to better serve our partners and customers and enable their results? So for me, it's been like really great sort of parallel experience and, uh, you know, phenomenal career journey through the technology space. Absolutely. That is phenomenal. Amazing journey you've had. Have there been any particular resources that have helped you along the way, perhaps certain people or organizations you've leveraged as mentors or even learning tools that assisted with skill and knowledge development? So I like to take an uh, outside-in approach um, in terms of how I lead the business, but in terms of my own development as well. Um, as we think about uh, leading uh, the, the teams to what great looks like, you have to understand what that is in the industry. So I've always had this interest in understanding um, what's the market doing, what what's trending, um, what are other who are the other companies that are having great success, what can we learn from them? And one of the things I've been able to do is be a member of some of the research arms, such as Technology Services Industry Association. I currently serve on the board for their professional services advisory. In the past, I've been memberships of Society for Human Resource Management, the Elliott Macy Group, Brandon Hall, and all of those organizations have helped me strengthen my network, have helped me learn what good looks like, have helped us um, learn and benchmark and bring those you know, ideas and capabilities um, back in to better serve the teams and the roles and the companies that I work in. 
Um, but at mm -hmm. the same time, uh, I've also had the opportunity while I've been here at Zebra um, to be a member of Advancing Women Executives. That's a, it's AWE. That's an external group as well that really focuses on helping to, you know, cultivate leadership in women. I've also been a member of the Roundtable Leadership Group here in Canada, and I also hold a certified executive coach um, certificate from Linkage. So all of those have kind of helped me sort of build that external perspective. So not, not to replicate what others are doing in some cases, but really to kind of find those best practices and help bring them in. I will share that one of the other things that's been really instrumental for me in my career is the mentorship that I've had. Um, a mm -hmm. few years ago, um, our head of sales sponsored a sales acceleration program for uh, a number of leaders. And inside of that program, we were matched with mentors very uh, from our executive leadership team. And I had the fortune of being matched with our um, head of marketing, our, our chief marketing officer. And that experience and that uh, mentorship and guidance um, not only was really instrumental for me at that point in time, but it's certainly been a, a wonderful experience um, that I've uh, been able to leverage right over the years. Mm -hmm. Amazing. You've been in your role for about three years now. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us about how the professional and learning services organization has grown and developed under your leadership? We've really been on a transformational journey, Teresa, over the last uh, three years, really looking at how do we drive profitable growth? How did we develop and deliver uh, a better differentiated customer experience? How do we continue to strengthen and invest in the skills of our talent and organization? Um, how do we make sure that our services are complementary to our channel partners? And also, how do we make sure that we are um, aligning our service offerings to really match the um, leading edge solutions that Zebra is bringing to market. So all of that needed to come together to um, really help us um, grow the services business, but grow it in a way that um, not only was profitable, but really delivered greater value to our customers and partners. So um, that has been kind of the journey that we've been on, the vision that we set out for ourselves. Um, we benchmark the organization every two years to make sure that we are keeping pace with, again, what great looks like. Um, to make sure that our KPIs are on point, if there are new emerging trends that, you know, certainly we could leverage to bring back to our partners and customers. We want to make sure that we're on top of those. Um, but at the same time, I um, really want to, you know, give a, a special thanks to um, the partners uh, that are inside of our organization that work as business partners to our team, our sales ops function, our finance organization, human resources and marketing. It's certainly been a team approach. And I really think the inclusive leadership um, style that we've taken to really build a shared level of business acumen across all of the functions and what it takes to you know, lead and drive a professional learning services business has really been at the cornerstone of our success. Mm -hmm. What would you say are the main priorities or initiatives for your team in 2021? As much as the past three years have really been about transformation, really now the next three, we're going to focus on accelerating the business. We've kind of got all of the mechanics in place, right? We know the levers that are really going to help us drive. Um, attaching to our large deals is certainly going to be a focus area for us. We have a number of new emerging service offerings that we've brought to market over the last year and some new ones that we'll bring this year. Our intelligent cabinets portfolio, our custom software practice, um, we're launching strategic advisory and adoption services this year, and we'll continue to invest uh, certainly in our talent excellence programs, again, to make sure um, that we can deliver that differentiated service experience. Mm -hmm. 
it sounds like your organization will be instrumental to growing Zebra's software business in 2021. Why is it important for customers to adopt intelligent edge solutions? And how are you working to educate them about the value that such investments can bring to their organizations and even their customers? As our customers um, digitally transform their operations and really look to um, change their workflows, right, to add better business value to what they're delivering, um, we can deliver the very best um, solution. We can help them implement those solutions. But if the user adoption isn't there, if the customers are not able to leverage and maximize the uh, investment that they've made, um, then certainly they're not going to see the value out of that. So adoption is absolutely instrumental and key to making sure that that value is being maximized. So we'll continue to focus on that throughout the service delivery that we bring. Um, I'm also very excited to welcome and help onboard a customer office. Our SaaS customer success um, organization will be joining uh, my team mid-year this year. And this is an opportunity for us to continue to reinforce our customer first approach and uh, leverage the customer success capabilities that we have um, now acquired through our Reflexus acquisition. So looking to make sure that we um, leverage the customer journeys that they defined in our SaaS organization and strengthening those as we move forward. Mm -hmm. Emily, I know you mentioned collaborating with a number of teams across Zebra and your team works closely with the sales team to ensure they are fully empowered to support customers. Do you employ many of the same learning services tools with these internal stakeholders as you do with customers to educate them on Zebra solutions? We absolutely do. We launched a program last year called Earn Your Stripes, and it's really a certification program that has a variety of different um, types of certification, whether it be on our products and solutions, whether it be on specific skills or specific verticals. Uh, we just uh, awarded over 1,000 stripes, uh, uh, I think just here at the end of January, and we're set to uh, award up to about 4,000 by the end of this year. Um, we also want to introduce our Earn Your Stripes programs to our partners so that they can benefit from the learning and education that's taking place here as well. You may have seen some of those uh, folks that have earned their stripe. Uh, their badges are now posted on LinkedIn, some of them on Twitter, mm -hmm. Facebook, have the opportunity to really kind of share that recognition out. Um, but at the same time, we'll continue to build out that program and expand upon it as we move forward. Such a cool idea. I love it. Shifting gears a bit, I understand that you've recently been named Global Co-Chair of Zebra's Women's Inclusion Network, which we also refer to as WIN. Congratulations on that, Emily. I thought I had a busy life, but boy, <laughs> <laughs> you are incredibly busy and must lead a very well-balanced life. I'm wondering, is there a particular initiative that you feel is really moving the needle on issues related to gender equality in the workplace or a new program that you're most excited to launch? Uh, very excited to co-lead WIN this year. Uh, we have three goals that I'll share. The first one is around benefit of belonging. And this is really about understanding the needs of our member base, our, our community of women that are participating in WIN and making sure that um, we are uh, advocating for them, but at the same time, making sure we've got the right programs and, and maximizing their participation uh, in this internal uh, inclusion network. Mm -hmm. The second goal is around amplify your voice. And I'll, I'll come back to that one. Uh, the 
third is pay it forward. And pay it forward really means looking at how we have the opportunity to um, reach out uh, to our community, reach out to our partners, um, find other ways, right, to, to be inclusive uh, with the groups that um, certainly have supported our success, be it internal or, or external. The Amplify Your Voice, this is, this is my favorite one. Uh, we have so many amazing women right here in Zebra who are leading the way every single day. And this is about putting a spotlight on our own, making sure that we highlight, we recognize, um, we give um, each of our women an opportunity to tell their story. And, and we learn from them about what works here inside of, inside of our, our Zebra Nation. Um, so we're looking to really make sure that that's a feature um, this year as we move forward. And um, also with our um, IND network, Zebra is so fortunate to have a variety of different networks now inside of our organization and new resources such as Catalyst uh, that we can take advantage of. Um, so um, not only partnering with our IND networks, but again, looking at how we can amplify our own. I noticed that there are more men becoming involved in WIN, either as global or regional co-chairs or allies. What benefit have you seen from their participation? And do you find that there's more widespread advocacy for women to be promoted to leadership positions? Um, uh, we are absolutely seeing more men participate. Um, we recently launched um, a program called MARC, Men Advocating for Real Change, and that's through our, our Catalyst resource. Um, but at the same time, you know, Therese, advocacy is it's the right thing to do. Inclusion and diversity is the right thing to do. Absolutely, there are business benefits that come out of it. But at, at the core, right, we are all here together. We are all working for the same company. We are all on one team. We are all driving towards the same goal. So so it's incumbent upon each of us to take some responsibility to make sure that we're advocating and celebrating each other, irrespective of the demographic. Um, but as we see more and more women um, participating in WIN, what it's doing is it's giving everybody new insights, new perspective. You know, I commend um, our my co-lead of WIN, uh, Rich Thompson, who is um, really the first male who's who stepped up to be our, our WIN co-lead. So a phenomenal opportunity to have a chance to work with him. We also have a co-lead um, in our APAC WIN organization. So um, th this is how we impact change, right? If everybody takes on a little bit more, 5%, this is how we lift uh, the change across the board. And it's, it's exciting to be a part of. It's exciting to see. Um, so just really incredible leadership across our, our male communities as they step in to help. Mm -hmm. It's Women's History Month, so I'm curious if there's someone who you think really paved the way for women in technology or as business leaders in general. You know, it's, um, there's been so many um, very visible women um, in the industry, women um, who have uh, been role models for, for many of us. You know, and I, I take inspiration um, from, from the daily uh, women that I see, the daily people, actually, that work in our company um, that are making a difference, right, who are, are standing up, who are speaking up, who are helping to um, raise up each other, right? This is, again, how the change happens, and this is what paves the way um, for that to happen inside of our organization and the technology industry. And that just permeates across. Um, so I, I think absolutely kind of celebrating the everyday consistent um, leadership opportunities that uh, each of our, our people are demonstrating. That's, that's really what I, I would say is paving the way right for future generations and helping us build new role models inside of our organization. Mm -hmm. I agree. Emily, I understand you recently furthered your education at the Harvard Business School. 
Can you tell us ab- about that and what motivated you to go back to school, especially given the career success you've enjoyed? Therese, this is uh, one of my favorite stories of what inclusive leadership really means and what it looks like. Um, Last year, our head of supply chain sponsored a leadership development program for his staff and reached out to me to be included, to give me an opportunity to join them in this Harvard educational experience. And just uh, such a phenomenal, you know, cross-functional opportunity for me to be a part of that. Um, It was on disruptive uh, innovation, something that, you know, is part and parcel for what we're going through in the industry, um, especially as we bring new solutions and software uh, to the market. So very, very timely education. Um, But it's something that I always challenge myself to do each year, right? Find something um, new. I call it enrichment, right? How am I enriching myself? How am I pushing myself to try new things? so that I can bring those back into the organization and apply them. So it was as much of a, you know, a ongoing kind of development goal of mine, but um, really that inclusive leadership that afforded me the opportunity to be a part of that Harvard Business School educational opportunity. That's wonderful. Emily, before I let you go, we like to go behind the stripes with our guests to get to know them personally. So I'm curious if there are any new habits, good or bad, that you've picked up during the pandemic. I have actually been uh, I've been doing some woodworking with the kids. I've been refinishing mm-hmm. furniture. I've made a couple pieces of furniture and accessories for the house. There's just there's something about working with your hands that sort of brings a sense of calm and honestly just an incredible accomplishment. Like even if it's it's not perfect, it's the journey that we've been on, you know, together at the house and honestly just taking a look back at it and knowing that it was made by us. That's incredible. Well, thank you again for speaking with us today, Emily. It's been great learning more about you and your growth initiatives, both personally and professionally. Thank you for being with us. Yes, thank you, Therese. You bet. And thank you to our listeners for tuning in. You can catch up on past conversations with other Zebra leaders by visiting the Your Edge blog. I'm Therese Van Ryn, signing off until next time.